nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Cue the tail. Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 836. Earth Day. April 22nd, 2022. It was 90 degrees, was the high on this day in 1980. It was 23 degrees in 1874, and these ice outs brought to you by Aquaside. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1952 and 1983, and White Bear went out on this day in 1974, and Aquaside would have been in business by 1974. They've been keeping your lakefront free of weeds and algae for more than 60 years with a great line of lake and pond control products. That'll take care of everything from weeds to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use and they work right away. And they're registered with the EPA and DNR, so they're really, really safe. There's no need. No need? No need to let weeds over. And they'll come to you. You don't, you don't bring the lake to them. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Those products ship fast, usually the same day you order. You call them at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Lake Detective. Boy, we haven't talked to the Lake Detective for some time. It's been it's, too long. It's time for the spring touch base with the Lake Detective. Hi, Lake Detective. Well, good day, Jay. <laughs> good, Joe. good day, Joe. This That's... is Steve McComas, Lake Detective. I'm on the case, and it's cold out here. Can't hardly talk. Where are you, LD? We're on, on Lake Johanna. What a pretty lake. But it's a little bit blustery today. Uh-huh. Yeah, water temperatures are about 42 degrees, colder than the air temperature right now, about 45. Boy, don't fall in the lake, LD. Oh, we are ready. I got my... Blonde assistant right here with me. Wonderful. She's uh, she's in the boat. She's raking, and I'm uh, I'm taking notes. Got a weed problem, do you? We are looking for critter leaf pondweed. It's okay. that early season non-native plant that's uh, that's blitzing right now. Well, we needed to check in, uh, Lake Detective, because uh, the news of the invasive carp is rearing its head again, and apparently, uh, and you can confirm this. Apparently, the scientists have found a new way to deal with this. Yes, they are. They're on board. Talking about some folks who are on the case. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to get rid of them for about a hundred years, and they have they have come up with some great some great techniques. Uh, 
carp were around when I was a kid. So what kind of carp are we talking about? Yeah, these are the common carp. Yeah. These are your these are your old what they used to call German carp. They came from Germany. Yeah. And uh, they are not the Asian carp, which are the flying carp and the silver carp, big head carp. So these are the common carp. Okay, and are we trying to get rid of the common carp? Yes, what happens is that they are bottom feeders, and they are going along the lake bottom, and when they're feeding, they're uprooting all our aquatic plants. So the lake is barren of plants. They, it's turbid, and they produce the algae blooms because they're ingesting sediments, scooting them through their system, and they excrete them out the back end, and it's all phosphorus and goes into algae blooms. So if we can knock them down, we can clear up the water. This I believe, good. LD, uh, Joe refers to them as the Arby's fish. Yeah, well, <laughs> not not really. But, I'm kidding. But so those carp that were around when I was a kid, they were doing damage. Yes, they were. Well, in high densities. Yeah. And one of the things those researchers found is a hundred pounds of carp per acre is enough to start causing some problems. They can still be, you know, uh, strolling along. A, a little carp here and there is not a problem. But boy, when they get uh, dense and take over, that's when they create problems. What kind of summer season do you anticipate? I think by June, we're all going to be evened out. We have some cool temperatures now. The plants are a little bit behind schedule, but watch out. Uh, come May, we're going to start uh, warming up, and by June, we'll have plants and fish. The lakes are the lakes are filling up. The drought is over, so I'm looking for a great season. Wonderful, LD. We'll let you get back to work. No, 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 no. Oh, you're not. I'm sorry. No, um, I, back to the carp. Um, basically, what they're using now is, correct me if I'm wrong, an underwater electric fence. Yeah. Yes, yes. And a little. Yeah. Go ahead. No, a little bit of prodding with electricity directs them into their traps. And, and then they have, uh, a, they're a lot more efficient that way. And this is new technology? I thought we had had this technology around for a while, LD. For a long time, we'd put down nets under the ice They would, because carp school up in the winter. If you can find that school, you got a good shot at rounding them up. But what an effort. You need a three or 4,000-foot net. You drill holes, very labor-intensive. And then, you know, these carp are pretty smart. If the head carp decides to swim out around the net, they all follow them. The whole herd follows him and then they get nothing so by using electricity they can direct these carp into a more efficient trap system and remove them that way it's pretty slick man you really learn a lot from ld i didn't know there was a head carp oh yes so <laughs> and they're smart they're wily too wow so you talked about drilling holes are these normal holes eight ten inch holes that we all drill to go fishing yep they'll drill holes about every two three hundred feet and then they have these big, long, wooden slats that they feed the, the seine under the ice from hole to hole. And pretty soon they circle up, you know, five, ten acres. And then they bring, they, they have all this manpower to pull that net in. And, you know, one big rock out there or one picnic cable or something like that submerged, uh, wrecks the net. They lose the whole school. But on a real good effort, they can bring in 50,000, 60,000 pounds of carp. Oh, my word. Are carp in every lake in Minnesota? Seems no, like no, it. they're not. The, uh, you get, once you get much past Brainerd, the water temperatures are never suitable enough for spawning. Oh. So they are pretty much uh, central and southern Minnesota fish. However, one little side note, yeah. carp, number one 
freshwater food fish in the world, but not not in the United States. The, really? They, wow. Do they run ditches in the uh, spring? Do they swim up uh, upstream? Well, you give them two inches of water, and they're running that. Yeah. So uh, we should be putting our boards in our stop lock system in the spring, then, right, to prevent well, them from. Go, yeah. They're not. They're not going to run until water temperatures hit about 55, 56 degrees. And right oh. now, we have a little bit of time yet. Right now, northern pike are running. They're they're on the move right now as as we're speaking. Oh, I remember oh, my sisters. I remember my sisters when they were kids, and their buddies. They had a big carp in a wagon. They just kind of towed it around the neighborhood. Yeah, that's a great story. So um, I should be, you're saying, LD, I should be watching the water temperature, and when it gets up around 50, throw all the boards in our system so they can't come up the county ditch. That's what we do, yeah. In fact, that's, uh, that's not a bad idea. Right now, we don't put the boards in so the northerns can run, and then the white suckers will run, then the walleyes, and then after that, that's when we put the boards in to keep... The car from running. What do you we'll mean? What do you mean by back. boards? Explain that. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I'll try. Uh, it's a stop log system that. Oh God, it's so hard to explain to somebody. Just, you can basically just a dam. Yeah, it's a mini dam that you set up where a lake drains, that where you can control the depth of the lake. Uh, you put all the boards in, the water comes up. It's like a mini dam. You pull the boards, the water flows freely. You can pull all the boards so there's no hindrance whatsoever. It drops the water fast, but it, it allows the fish and the invasives to swim upstream into your body of water. I see. Right. Do you? Uh, yep. uh, sure I do. <laughs> Whenever I hear boards, I always think of Roycey. I need some boards. Well, well, he always used he always talks about well, we had a grain board, right, for the frogs to get frogs. <laughs> but what the Roycey story I like is in the winter they'd cut a big hole and fold a lake. As soon as they got the ice out of there, all the carp would surface trying to get air, yeah. and then they would net them out of there and eat them. Yep, smoked. Heck yeah, They're, you know you smoke them, of course. You can smoke a shoe and it'll taste good, but <laughs> they can, uh, they're, they're edible, too. Yeah. <laughs> LD, we'll have a summer meeting, okay? Absolutely. All Keep right. Posted. Always, always ready. Thank you. Steve McComas, Blue Water Science. Never been stumped. We always learn something when he joins. I never knew there was a head cut. You got the leader. That'd be a hell of a job if you were the fish. Yeah, I'm a head carp. Yeah, I'm in charge here. Yeah, like a journeyman, you work yeah. your way up. <laughs> Some carp are only shift leaders. Right, right. But then there's the main carp, the Assistant head carp. shift. And then there's the laborers. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Joe, I emailed you yesterday about Raleigh Nays from Chippewa Falls receiving the Congressional Medal of Honor on April 20th. Raleigh, for the past several years, was mostly unaware and distant when we would visit him in the nursing home. According to family who went to the ceremony yesterday, he was alert, and this is dated yesterday, so it means Wednesday. He was alert and aware and even addressed my mother-in-law by her first name, something he hasn't done in years. Raleigh passed away last night in his sleep, hours after receiving his award. Perhaps he was finally at peace with his experience in Burma as a member of Merrill's Marauders. He will be reunited with his wife, Betty, who passed away in 2021, a longtime listener, Mike Stone from Hudson. So we lost a great living American. I believe Raleigh was 99. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of memories he took with him, huh? No kidding. We finally have an arrest 
in the alleged food fraud scandal. And uh, Jay Coles has been after it on Channel 5. We're going to be speaking with him in a bit. One of the few, by the way, mm-hmm. who's really pursuing the story. Well, the Star Tribune had it today. Oh, they did. They okay, did. I'm They've sorry. Had it today. Uh, today is Earth Day. Earth Day. And uh, Earth as a ray of hope, uh, Kelsey provided me with a link to a poll that uh, reveals that climate change is the last priority for Americans. Uh, it has dropped as an issue that must be dealt with immediately, according to a CBS News and YouGov poll. The poll found that climate change was last on the list of the most important priorities for Americans. Respondents ranked the economy, inflation, crime, Ukraine, immigration, and then climate change in respective order of importance. Really? This is a ray of hope. And CBS and who? It's called YouGov. Y-O-U. So we can't can't accuse them of being uh, righties. No. Okay. In addition, Democrats do not believe that climate change is the most important issue. Blue dog Democrats say the economy is 74 percent. Ukraine, 71 percent. Inflation, 67 percent. Have greater priorities than climate change, 56 percent. When radical Democrats were asked, climate change was still not the greatest priority. The top spot was held by Ukraine, while climate change came in second at 72 percent ahead of inflation and the economy. Biden's handling of climate change is underwater. Only 43 percent approve and 57 percent disapprove of Biden's management of the warming of the globe. Well, uh, it isn't warming. Regarding issues that matter most to Americans, Biden's approval rating is terrible. Uh, And uh, 31 to 69 percent on inflation and 37 to 63 percent disapprove of the economy. But that's, that's great news. Uh, maybe people are waking up to the scam that this is. It doesn't, it doesn't stop anybody. It doesn't stop the media. Big story in today's Star Tribune. Climate plan calls for big changes. <sighs> the public has until April 29 to comment on Minnesota's new plan for combating climate change. A roadmap for action that would touch nearly every aspect of life in the state. Against many of our wishes, I would imagine. It's a 65-page draft of Minnesota's Climate Action Framework issued in February and posted on the Climate Change Subcabinet's website. So it's got a subcabinet now. (laughs) The draft came out about six months after the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change issued its influential Code Red for Humanity. Yeah, we're really worried about it. Uh The final plan due out this summer will contain new recommendations for changes that would slash heat-trapping greenhouse gases Minnesotans are pumping into a choked atmosphere. And this is a straight news story written with editorial comment. Wow, it certainly is. By Jennifer Borhaus. It's just, it's poor reporting. It's just, I don't care what you think, Jennifer, you're supposed to be writing a news story here. But we're choking the atmosphere. But it's... You wish you could just single out one person, but it's stories like this that are written all across the country well, it's, these it's days. It's the agenda. It's yeah. the template. It's not the state's first climate change plan over the years, but the first issued by a group elevated to the level of subcabinet. See? Now, oh, now they're, sure. Now they're more official. Got a promotion. Read the next uh, um, I'm sentence. getting there. Very slowly, so we all hear what you're Some saying. Some of the... Uh, Priorities such as changing building codes will require legislative approval, according to the subcabinet. Minnesota has warmed by three degrees Fahrenheit since, 19, since 1895. Say it again. 
Hold Minnesota on. has warmed by three degrees Fahrenheit since 1895. Uh, we don't know that. But Chris, eight. 1895. I know. Right. Not seven, 1975. Not, not, not since last. 95. So to accommodate the template, they'll just go back in history as far as they need to. Mm-hmm. It's just that easy, Joe. But I'm saying the climate has always been changing, and should it even come to a shock to any of us that it's warmed up three degrees since eight. 1895. That's, That's 127 a, years. My ice out dates and my daily temperature records have proven to me that nothing has changed. Right. Nothing has changed. The ice last year, Mom's Lake, April 5th. Mm-hmm. This year, still solid enough to walk mm-hmm. on. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota has warmed by 3 degrees Fahrenheit since 1895, with winters warming much faster than summers. Hold on, hold on. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> I thought we just endured one of the worst winters in history, and we're still going through well, it. Well, look, at, it's, look at the next week's forecast. Dreadful. It's going to be in the 40s. Oh, goodness. What are you talking about? What is this blathering Let's nonsense? Let's get right down to it. Okay, so they've got the CBS poll. Uh, it's at the bottom of our list of things we give an S about. Mm-hmm. Why are they still cramming it down our throat? Because it's a big business. Because it's a religion to these people. So AOC is making money on this? Oh, I don't know that she's making Here's money Here's why on she it. is, yes. Because a stance like that for the likes of her and Walls and all the other dingbats, it's keeping them in, in power. It's keeping them in office. Therefore, they're getting but, a significant paycheck because but Chris, of Chris. The poll Joe just read shows that as right. Americans, we don't care. Right, but and I and I don't want to disagree with the poll, but you do know the leanings of that particular publication tends C- to be right leaning. CBS? No, it was. I thought it was a Breitbart piece that you read from. No, CBS. But, the, but they're yeah. only they're only citing the poll. Okay, I'm sorry. It was a CBS poll. But I thought it was a Breitbart. Yeah, they're article. they're a, they're not a lefty organization, Look, no. but they're citing true. That's CBS. true. You're right. That's true. Uh, you don't like Marjorie Taylor Greene, do you? No, I don't. She's she gave nuts. a speech. I know you don't like her, but she gave a speech last September uh, 2021 discussing the Green New Deal, AOC, and China. It's a 30-minute speech. I think she gave it right on the floor. That is absolutely fascinating, and she hit a home run, and everything she said was spot on, and the same thing that we have been saying and are still saying on GL. Hmm. Uh, it was really good. I'd encourage everybody to look it up. How, how can I find it? Just uh, I, I, I just Googled it again. Marjorie Taylor Green. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Marjorie Taylor Green. Green New Deal. And it was la- It's about a thirty-minute speech, and it's from last September. Minnesota's changing climate is harming wildlife and human health, and costing residents money for home and crop insurance. What? Well, I. I'm going to have home insurance with or without uh, climate change. Climate change. I don't have any choice. My mortgage company makes me. In an interview, Kenny Blumenfield, senior climatologist at the State Department of Natural Resources, encouraged people to read the draft and comment. The plan needs the feedback to improve it, he said, bring uh, new ideas to light. It's one of those civic responsibility things, he said. <laughs> oh, God. So if we do our civic duty and we tell them how we feel and we provide them with facts and figures, will they acknowledge our existence and take that into account? 
That's the question. Governor Walls created the climate change sub-cabinet in 2019, calling global warming an existential challenge. God, I hope you're defeated in November. Multiple working groups totaling more than 200 people from across the state helped develop the draft framework. All right. Joe, these people, in my mind, have gone from being asshats and clowns to straight-up villains. These people should be in a in a DC Comics movie. They're all villains to me. Kenny, I did find the Marjorie Taylor Greene video you were discussing. Yeah. One problem with it. What? Uh, um, she, you're talking about the one where she has the Scooby-Doo, the mask reveal thing? Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, she's got a number of graphics, yeah. Yeah, so one of them is, you know, the Scooby-Doo meme, Joe, where, where they take the, to who is this character really is? And she's talking about China and the symbol is of the Soviet Union. Well, But I mean, it doesn't take away from what you were saying. I get that, but... It's like John is here. <laughs> I waited until Friday to bring this up. Just I because knew I wasn't John here. John would be blasting me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was good. Uh, yeah, it, I, I will it, watch it. I will it, watch it. It resonated with me. I, I have ch- uh, changed my mind on our failed contest. Oh, really? It's the most fun failed contest I've ever been involved with. I can't believe oh, the email response we're getting. Who got to them? Somebody oh, got some to of them. these are some of these are so priceless that uh, 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 Joe uh, D writes. This is the easiest contest I've ever entered. Pick me, <laughs> pick me, pick me. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> this is a great one. Scott Kowalski writes. Dear Joe, I'd like to enter your Chris Craft boat giveaway. My guess of how many more podcasts that you'll last is four. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's wonderful. Mr. Mayor, I don't know if my submission worked because the window closed before I could push enter. Could you please confirm I'm down for blue paint on May 6th at 2.33 p.m.? (laughs) Oh, my God. This is just wonderful stuff. Uh Listener since the mid-90s, as a 30-year software engineer professional, I see an issue with the contest entry form. Beyond the issue with pop-up blockers, the word submit is misused with this form. Oh, God. Submit should be reserved for the final submission of the form, but instead it's used with each page of data. When someone submits a form, it is implied they are done. Continue should be used until the final submission. I agree with that one. And I wish everybody could see this picture. Uh, Bob Wolf writes, I went to grab... Uh, the website to enter the grill contest. John came on with the news, and I lost interest. I set the $0.25 cent shopping cart I picked up at Aldi over the wood and grilled some chicken. I can get you a grill. He tips over a grocery cart on top of on top of his fire. Perfect. And then grills on it. So he said, I'm fine. I'm all set. I saw Bob Wolf's crew at work yesterday in downtown Alexandria. He's a busy boy. What do they do? I think he's the guy that's working on the theater in town. I don't know that. I, yeah. I think he might be. I think that's Bob's crew. Uh, John writes, I didn't enter the contest until you started asking for entries. Why? Because I'm a GLer. Does that mean I'm comfortable? I make a decent living. It just means that somewhere there's someone else out there that could use this grill more than I can. Which brings me to my suggestion. There's a local fire department I happen to be associated with that could use a Traeger. Why? The grill is the center of socialization within a fire department. Social Socialization that is necessary for bonding and team building. Foghorn that, please. That's All just right. dreadful, dreadful. The stronger your group is, the better your emergency response will be. So if I win, I'll be donating this to the fire department. 
to enter, I send the guest, I send my guest to you via email, right? No, no, no. Uh, I'll fill out the form. JJ and Hastings and others have weighed in. You're talking about the attempt to win a uh, upscale Traeger grill from Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Uh, these things are what about twelve hundred bucks? They're, they're really a, nice. They're called a pellet grill, mm -hmm. and uh, you go to garagelogic.com and good luck to you. Figure it out. <laughs> I have no leaping idea. <laughs> Well, Somebody, how about this? Text Joe directly. No. You're trying to guess the uh, the first Friday and the time of uh, hitting 70 degrees in Garage Logic. It's a Traeger Pro 780 Wi-Fi pellet grill with grill cover, grill cover and, and accessories. So uh, good luck to the GLers, and I'm glad you're having fun with this because it's been a miserable, miserable <laughs> failure. Just a complete failure. Uh, I, I would like to uh, tell you that... Uh, Giant's Ridge is not a miserable failure. Giant's Ridge is where you go to find some peace and quiet in this insane world we live in. I'll say. And it's uh, you know, home to the legend and the quarry, two of the finest golf courses uh, in the country, not to mention Minnesota. And they've got a great 37-hole special all summer between June 4 and August 29. You play both courses the same day for one incredible rate with lunch between rounds at the Wakuda Grill. The lake view there is one of the finest and most peaceful overlooks in all of northern Minnesota. View 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. And given, given gas prices and given inflation, uh, it might be wise counsel to plan that family vacation within the boundaries of the state, mm -hmm. keep it under control. And there's, there's far more at Giants Ridge than golf. There's nature walks and hiking trails and mountain biking destinations and mountain biking camps for kids, not to mention the great, great golf. And remember, the 25th anniversary of the legend is coming up June 28th. That was the baby that sparked, sparked all of this great golfing in northeastern Minnesota. Find out more at GiantsRidge.com. It's Reavers here for Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk is what he's called around these parts. Josh has been an investment consultant since 1978. This extensive career has given him the experience needed to manage your money in both up and down markets. Josh provides independent, personalized investment planning to individuals and small businesses, including retirement plans. Josh has been doing this for quite some time, and the thing that separates him from the rest is he will always give you straight talk and never sugar-coated advice. When you invest for yourself or for your small business with Josh, you get the same straight talk that you would expect from Mr. Money Talk. You also get an investment consultant who will work proactively with you to create a strategy that fits your goals. You can also hear him at the end of Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday with a full report. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. Or for more information, just visit his website, josharnoldinvestmentconsultant.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. There they are, where they've always been in Monticello, at least for 50 years. I'm talking Moon Motorsports, family-owned and operated this multi-line dealership in Monticello the whole time 
Uh, they also have a fantastic website with the entire inventory, new and used, moonmotorsports.com. And finance is the topic of the day. Uh, you can finance a motorcycle, an ATV, a side-by-side, the one you've been dreaming about all these uh, years, Moon Motorsports. They work with some of the most capable power sports lenders and can always get you the best rates possible. They've got a couple of experts at Moon. Stop in and see Chris or John. They're the finance experts there. You can learn just how easy it is to finance that dream machine. One of the biggest power sports events of the year coming up very soon. It's the Moon Motorsports Open House and Tent Sale, Friday and Saturday, May 6th and 7th. You can swing a leg over a demo, take her for a spin. You'll get store-wide savings and everything we need to fuel our rides this summer. Moon Motorsports, Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Husqvarna, Yamaha, and Skidoo. For Pete's sakes, get on the website, moonmotorsports.com. We're joined by Jay, Jay Coles from 5 Eyewitness News. Jay, we have an arrest. You do. Yes, you do. <laughs> we have arrested yeah. Mohammed Jama Ismail, 49, of Isanti. Uh, he's been charged with one count of passport fraud. He has not been charged in connection with the investigation into feeding our future. Help us understand that. Correct. Well, uh, when you look at the charging documents, Joe, from yesterday, um, it's a 12-page document, right? And about the first seven or eight pages, interestingly enough, get into greater detail about the alleged fraud with uh, Feeding Our Future and that federal uh, child nutrition program. But the charge is simply for passport fraud. People are wondering why would you have such great detail, correct, with uh, the, the fraud case Right. if you're charging them with passport fraud? Well, that's simply, obviously, the federal government laying out all the evidence in the fraud case that they believe they have against Ismail and others and using it as supporting evidence for motive mm-hmm. in the passport fraud case. So it's in there to help bolster their case on the passport fraud, but it is not a formal charge of any kind for the fraud. Does that make sense? Yes, it it does. And do you think formal charges on the fraud are coming? You know, you would have to assume that is a strong likelihood, Joe, because if you think about how the feds have handled it, the search warrants came out around February, I believe it was late February, and they had great detail naming organizations and naming individuals, and they discussed it. And as you know, as, as a reporter, it's pretty rare when the federal government, especially the federal government, is willing to, A, confirm an investigation or deny, as they say, and and then yet to go another step and actually in these warrants, which they didn't keep sealed. Obviously, they had no problem putting it out in the public for some reason with pretty, pretty, a lot of detail, if you will, about how the fraud all worked, in their opinion. Um, so it would lead you to believe, if they're going to go that far and be that public with that much detail, Joe, that, that you would expect there's going to be charges at some point. Otherwise, the question then becomes, why did you put all of that information out publicly naming people, naming, you know, uh, groups and uh, nonprofits, and then you didn't charge anybody, right? I mean, it would have stand to reason charges 
are going to come. But, but this is, if you think about how complex this is and how much money is at stake, according to the feds, it could be, what, $197 million and upward? Mm-hmm. Well, that could take, you know, that could take months, if not, you know, Let me let me uh, let me point out what you noted. Uh, You, uh, uh, along with Kyle Brown, noted that twelve million dollars, for example, was eventually transferred to Empire Cuisine and Market LLC, which court documents describe as a small storefront restaurant and market in a Shakopee strip mall. Uh, The complaint says Ismael and another person co-founded Empire Cuisine and Market in April of 2020. The criminal complaint states Empire Cuisine and Market received another $12 million from Partners in Quality Care and Feeding Our Future in the time since federal authorities opened the investigation. Partners in Quality Care has, lo- has lost funding from MDE and Feeding Our Future has dissolved as a nonprofit. The money sent to Empire Cuisine and Market was supposed to reimburse meals for children. In reality, much of the money was dispersed directly to people involved in the conspiracy and shell companies in an attempt to launder the money. More than $2.2 million was transferred directly to Ismail, and another $2.3 million went to the CEO of Think Tech Act, and all prosecutors allege $8.9 million of the money was sent from Empire Market and Cuisine to Ismail and his co-conspirators. Yes, and that is unusually great detail mm-hmm. from the federal government before mm. any charges have been laid out. There haven't even been an arrest. So for them to go that far publicly is really unusual. That just doesn't happen hardly ever. No, and they arrested so, him at the, on the jetway at the airport where he was trying to fly to Amsterdam. Jay, isn't isn't that common, Jay, for them to get them on lesser charges and then they'll they'll add these on later? Yeah, very possible, and and also you have to keep in mind. Quite often, they bring multiple charges, as we all know, to try to strike a deal with whomever gets arrested first to say, "All right, we've got this on you, right? The federal offense of passport fraud." And now he's a flight risk, so he's not getting out of there anytime soon, if at all, until the other stuff happens. And now, uh, as common practice, I'm not saying I know this is happening in this case, but it's common practice that the investigators then will talk to uh, Mr. Ismael and say, why don't you work with us and we'll strike you a deal on the passports and try to see if they can get him to maybe give them more information about the fraud in exchange for a deal. I'm not saying that is happening in this case, but... That is not uncommon practice, right? That we know that happens. You also note, Jay, uh, according to court documents, Ismail's partner, who co-founded Empire Market and Cuisine, spent millions on real estate properties and cars. Federal law enforcement searched Ismail's property on January 20 and recovered several receipts detailing international wire transfers to China and Kenya, adding up to more than two million. Oh, Court records correct. say they also uncovered WhatsApp messages between Ismail and a co-conspirator in which Ismail claimed he had invested $6 million in Kenya over three years. That's and that is all accurate information based on what the federal government has filed as public documents through search warrants and other court records. So that's it. Yeah. Well, according to the federal government, that's it. And it was while executing the search warrant... That's when they got his passport. Correct. So they take the original. He did have a legitimate original passport, and they seized the passport right. in February. And then come March, 
thereabouts. I believe the, the charging documents talks about March 20th thereabouts. He then applies to get another passport, and that's when they allege the fraud happened to right. get the next passport. And he lied and said he lost it, yeah. Yeah, said he lost it, um, filed a police report. They claim in the affidavit that's untrue. And people have asked me why they wait till they got all the way to the jetway. And I said, because, again, in most cases, and I can't believe this is any different, they will wait till the very last moment to show the intent, right? So if you get him on the jetway one step away from the plane, that's better evidence that he was actually trying to get on that plane to get out of there. Well, not only that, he had five checked bags and a carry-on, which suggests to me, and this is merely my speculation, he had no intention of ever returning here. Nope. Yeah, you could argue that. Depends on what's in those five suitcases, right? Right. But, you, you know. You can they legally open them? Like Do they? Can I they get a search I warrant for those bags? I, sus- I suspect probable cause is there to get a search warrant, I would suspect, right? Yeah. Jay, did you see that his flight started in Rochester, so he drove down to Rochester and then flew flew through the Twin Cities? Is that correct? That's what they that's what they lay out in the affidavit. The only thing I you know, and again, I can't figure out why he would do it that way. But if you had to take a guess, <laughs> you would think that's maybe in his mind an easier, less uh, likely way to maybe be, uh, you know, noticed. No, no, right, 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 right. Okay, let's. Let's get down to the real question. Is this guy a criminal mastermind, or is he an idiot? And, and my, I'm asking that because he had a, uh, a lien, a federal lien against him in 2018. He had a state lien against him in 2021. Uh, American Express won a court judgment against him. Uh, he seems like he's just a, a, a shifty character. A financial mess. Yeah, and it, so is he brilliant for setting up this scheme, or is he just a knucklehead with a bad idea? Well, I can tell you this. I mean, I can't answer any of those questions, obviously, and the feds will be able to do that better when, when and if they lay out any charges. But obviously, uh, he and the others that the FBI and the uh, other federal agencies believe that were working in conjunction with one another, obviously somewhere in there in that group or collectively, they were – they were pretty they knew or they knew the rules of how to get at this money from the government right mm-hmm. they were savvy enough to understand how to you know, set up in the fbi's opinion shell companies fronts for this money they, they they were at least sophisticated enough to understand how the whole game was played and then you know uh, execute this alleged fraud and so if you think about the length they went to if this is you know, charged and proven in court, the length they would have gone to, if you think about it, would have taken months, not weeks or days. That would have taken months to set up and then execute because this is how the program works, according to MBE, the Department of Education. Feds funnel the money to the state. The state then funnels the money to what are called sponsors. Right. And there's three main groups, Feeding Our Futures One and Partners in Quality Care is the, is the other. And I've done the bulk of my reporting on Partners in Quality Care. Then those sponsors funnel the money down to these smaller nonprofit organizations who then distribute the money to, or excuse me, distribute the food from that money. They, they have, you know, vendors and the whole works. They buy from the vendors. Then those smaller nonprofits are the ones that are the boots on the ground, so to speak, uh, reaching the families and the children. You got to remember, this is not going to food banks. It can go to a food bank. 
but the food bank has to have an after-school child nutrition program in order to be eligible. So there's real specific rules, pretty intricate, right, in order to get at this money. Right. So whomever set up this deal to do what they allegedly did and siphon this money for personal gain and not to the food program had to have some savvy about how this all worked, right? Well, well then that wouldn't be that, that wouldn't be Ismael. If I can put words <laughs> in your mouth, there's a mastermind behind this somewhere. You know, you you could be very well correct on that. I just I don't I I, I can't say for certain, but no. okay. clearly whomever was behind it, they, clearly Joe, whoever whomever, there's someone in there who had pretty they had some pretty good knowledge about how it would all work. Really Which knew the game, didn't they? Okay, Coles, help. Go ahead, Jay. Finish your thought. Well, here's what strikes me about all of it, right? So, yeah, somebody had to be pretty savvy and understand a very kind of, you know, complex, intricate system on how you get at this money. But when I, when I, so part future, uh, feeding our future breaks, I then get a tip from a source of mine that says, hey, another sponsor, Partners in Quality Care, which is similar to Feeding Our Future, They've just had their money shut off from MDE for this program. So I got a hold of MDE, the Minnesota Department of Education. And they told me back in, I want to say it was March, yeah, in March, that they said this to me, quote, just today, Partners in Quality Care has been in contact. Nope, that's Partners in Quality Care statement. The statement from MDE was, in March of 2021, MDE declared Partners in Quality Care seriously deficient due to their failure to conform to performance standards and has been further evaluating partners in quality care. After reviewing the documentation in the affidavits, the FBI affidavits with Feeding Our Future, MDE took action on the existing serious deficiencies and on January 31st of 2022, almost a year later, proposed termination and disqualification of partners in quality care. So you had the money cut off from Feeding Our Future, which was a sponsor. Then you had money cut off from MDE to partners in quality care, which is also a sponsor to these smaller groups, the boots on the sure. ground. And I found one of those groups um, on the east side of St. Paul who said they were behind, the Partners in Quality Care had not given them uh, December, February, and January, excuse me, December, January, and February payments, and they were $1.5 million behind Ooh. and could not get the food to feed the kids. Right. That's, there's, oh. your fraud, there's your alleged fraud right there. Well, uh, at least the question then becomes... What, what, what happened to the money and why can't partners in quality care get that money to that particular nonprofit on the east side of St. Paul? Partners in quality care has said they've cooperated with anything, any investigator who wants something from them, they, they're cooperating and they are not under investigation according to the FBI, so on and so forth. And to this point, partners in quality care, also nobody there has been arrested, nobody there has been indicted. But what's interesting to me, guys, is then I asked, then I after Partners in Quality Care had their funding cut off, I asked the Minnesota Department of Education, well, how much money for this food program did Partners in Quality Care get in 2020 and 2021? Because Mm -hmm. the numbers for, or excuse me, in 2019 and 2020, because the numbers for 2021 won't be available until like June or July of this year. So what they told me was this, and this is what stood out to me. Reimbursement records for Partners in Quality Care for the Federal Food Program administered by MDE. This is what it shows. The records show that PIQC was reimbursed for 2.9 million meals in 2020. 
Do you follow me? So the number of meals they distributed to kids mm-hmm. was 2.9 million in 2020. In 2021, according to the MDE records I got, the number of reimbursed meals jumped to 63 million. That makes no oh. sense. Oh, whoa. Well, the question becomes, how could there be 2.8 or 2.9 million meals and all of a sudden... It jumps to 63 million, 30 I, times. What is that? My math is bad. Is that 30 times, 20 times more? 20 were, they, times more? Were, they re, were they reimbursed for the uh, that many million meals? Yes. Records showed, <laughs> this is from MDE. Wow. Me, these See. records showed Partners in Quality Care was reimbursed for 2.9 million meals in 2020. So they're reimbursed for those meals, right? So some moron, so some moron in MDE didn't think this was unusual. No, they got greedy, Joe. See, I, I've been using this. God I, Almighty, I like to learn from the mistakes of others. So what I would do in this case is I would gradually get that number to uptick that two whatever something million. And then you skim a slight percentage, like you're a casino, and nobody ever knows. <laughs> you go for the long-term grift, where you milk this for five, ten years, instead of what these greedy idiots did. Right. They went from two point what to sixty something. Yeah. Please, you're going to get busted. And that's just the number of meals. And the way you're talking, Kenny, the FBI might be knocking on your door. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, I just like to learn from the mistakes of others, Jay, and help but, me plan but, but, for my future. <laughs> Jay, well, what, let me just yeah. go ahead. I was going to finish that thought. Okay, so that's just the number of meals, right? Yeah. 2.9 million meals reimbursed. Right. To 63 million meals reimbursed. Right. For those same two years, these are MDE records that I got. It showed partners in quality care received 8.6 million for those meals in 2020. Right. So for the 2.9 million meals, they got $8.6 million reimbursed okay. in 2020. Now let's jump to 2020. 21. Right. They go to 63 million meals. Right. The dollar amount reimbursed is 121 million. Honest to God. So all nice. of a sudden, from 2019, uh, 20, I got to get these years right, from 2020 to 2021, you went from uh, 2.9 million meals at 8.6 million to all of a sudden 63 million meals yeah. and 121 million. That's, that's green. Partners in quality care. That's, so that's, now that's theft. So, so, yeah. It, so it just if you just do the simple math, and I've talked to other people in this program, other uh, other nonprofits that are in this program who really didn't want to go on camera because they were they didn't want to be looking like as if they're part of this craziness. They just said, you know, off camera, Jay, you you don't have that many children in the entire state of Minnesota, let alone the metro, who are eligible to get that many meals. Wow. You, no, you it's, can't it, go from two, the math doesn't It's add. not plausible. It's not plausible. Correct. Correct. Jay, yeah, the that's day, not according to me. Yeah. Jay, the, the day this story broke, uh, I instantly feared nothing would come of it, that race cards would get played, that immigration status cards would get played. And I have seen some of that. But this uh, this heartens me to learn that uh, there is a movement forward on this. And uh, I think I asked you at the beginning of our chat, uh, do you sense this will, will continue, this forward press will continue? I get that sense, especially with the arrest joke for the passport fraud, obviously, they're watching the individuals they believe that are connected to this really closely, mm-hmm. correct? I mean, they watch them close enough to know 
they could wait to the minute he got on the jetway to get them. And so if they're paying that close attention to these individuals, it tells me they're investing a lot of time, effort, and money, and there's so much money at stake here and so much about credibility of the program at stake that I can't imagine that they wouldn't press forward. Right. It, would, it would be. And that's why, if you think about it, Joe and Kenny, when, is, when have you ever seen the FBI be so forthright about details in a massive fraud case mm-hmm. publicly until they're ready to charge? Right. It's really rare, very rare. Well, I think you've sealed the case, and I think what we should do with that budget surplus in the state is give it all to the Department of Education. Sure, because they're really good so, at passing that uh, out. So, Jay, these smaller um, not-for-profit places, are they suffering now as a result of this? Are yeah, our kids the, going hungry? That's the sad part of the story. So Sharon Ross, who whom I know, she runs a thing uh, called House of Refuge on the east side of St. Paul. She was the, I think she told me, uh, I did an interview with her, uh, because she, her sponsor, was Partners in Quality Care. She contacted me, and I did two stories with her because she said, hey, Jay, I'm, uh, you reported on Partners in Quality Care getting their funding suspended. I'm one of their clients. They're my sponsor, and I haven't been paid. I usually get $500,000 a month for them to feed 3,000 kids a week and their families. And she said, I didn't get paid in December, January, or February. I'm behind $1.5 oh. She had to suspend. She had to suspend her, that part of her nonprofit uh, services. She does many things. One of them is this child nutrition after school food program. She said she had to stop it in March because she could only, she couldn't, her vendors, she couldn't pay her vendors. Her vendors worked with her for a couple of months. And now she said, I can't feed those families. They're coming to my door and I have to tell them I can't. So that's the hard part. I was lucky that I knew Sharon. I actually had done other stories with her and known her fairly well, trying to find these smaller nonprofits like Sharon, who depend on this money to feed the kids and are actually doing the work, like I said, the boots on the ground, is very difficult. Unless they come forward, you don't know who they are just yet. And and so Sharon called me, and I went down and did a story to show the faces and the reality of what this means to those at the very lowest part of the food chain, so to speak, no pun intended, but... Again, it comes from the federal, it's a federal program, goes to the state. It go, the reason it goes to the State Department of Education is because this is for school-aged children and their families and part of an after-school nutrition program. So and then it goes from the Department of Education to the so-called sponsors, that being, you know, uh, Feeding Our Future and Partners in Quality Care, then down to the nonprofits that actually distribute the food. And it's those people that are really suffering because they're, you know, they, well, in Sharon Ross's case, she can't do the program anymore. Right. Jay, I, I so, trust you'll be staying with this story. Yes, I think every every media outlet that's been on it, Joe, because it's just, it, it, if it, I, I don't have all the history in front of me, correct, but it has to be one of the larger federal, yes. you know, yes. federal food program or any other kind of government program fraud in this state for quite some time. Right. It's just a staggering amount, amount of money. When you're talking about and this is from the feds. When you're talking about what they say is the minimum of $197 million, it could very easily be more than that. Right. Um, it could be less, I guess. But if they're putting that figure out there, they're probably giving you a, a lower estimate, a, a estimate on their end, most likely. 
So who knows where it's going to end up? But if you're talking about a quarter of a billion dollars, mm-hmm. my math is right. If it gets to, if it gets to 220 million, 225 million, or whatever, you're looking at a quarter of a billion dollars in fraud of a government program, but really sinister, a program to feed young children like that's about as nefarious as you can get i guess huh yeah jay thank you uh we'll stay in touch yeah yeah please and and nice talking to you guys Have yeah thank you See very you, much for your time thank you yeah, thank yeah. you uh wow before we break such i feel like i need to offer the uh, glers some words of encouragement um this weather this awful awful abusive weather and all this rain and the snow I know it's got you down. I, I know you're thinking your lawn will never green up, um, but there's hope, <laughs> GLers. That's what I was thinking. There is hope. And if you've been a pro-turf customer for years, you are kicked back right now, and you're enjoying this because you know, you already know, a green lawn not not only requires a lot of water, it requires professionalturf.com, and that's uh, where you, uh, you go. You click on that link. You schedule your free in-person estimate. You sign up for a summer of lawn pride. And once you're uh, enrolled, you'll know what we already know, all of us here at GL. Uh, it it really works, and it works all season long. These service techs, they're going to show up three, four times a season, throw down a combination of liquid and granular weed killer and fertilizer, long-term slow-release fertilizers. It's all good for the environment. Uh, and your lawn, you're going to have the best lawn on the block. Uh, ProTurf guarantees it, and I promise it. Um, but that's not all with ProTurf. They also do irrigation systems. They can set up a brand new one. They can service your old one. Uh, you need some landscaping done around the old castle. They can do that, too. They're your one-stop shop for everything green. ProfessionalTurf.com. You're listening to Garage Logic right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking to you about your business right now, telling the thousands of loyal GLers about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with the Garage Logic podcast. It's easy. Visit garagelogic.com now, enter keyword partner, P A R T N E R, fill out the form. We'll get in touch with you very quickly. Once me and the dummies start talking about your company, you're going to be amazed at how many GLs just start showing up. Easy to do. Do it right now. Visit garagelogic.com and enter keyword partner. To what do we owe your presence? I came in for one reason today. To bleep us. One reason. (laughs) I was required to come up with a proper... In the in the memory of the late great Augie. Yeah. My phone would have been blowing up last <laughs> night with <laughs> if the Augie had been around for that fiasco. How do you I blow know. a twenty-six point lead? Twice. 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 The double choke. Yes, it was a double choke. They were twenty-six ahead. Then they didn't score for 545 of the the last 545, so mm-hmm. they let them back in it. Mm-hmm. But then Memphis came out and was terrible, mm-hmm. so you got her up to 25. Yep. And Memphis wanted to quit. They were just lollygagging around. They had one foot in the nightclub yes. already. Yes, 
52 seconds to go. You got the ball. Mm-hmm. You got the ball, and you're ahead by 21 at that point. And they figured out how to get Memphis three possessions in 52 seconds. Unbelievable. All they had to do is throw up a shot with 30, let them have one possession, and then have the advert for the last eight seconds. They gave him three possessions, and then Tyus came out and hit that jump, mm-hmm. hit that three pointer to start the fourth quarter. And. Uh, all of a sudden, they're going. Oh, how big a disappointment is Towns? In that game, he's had a great he's had a great season, but this is a different animal. And uh, last night, I don't know who to blame it on. I blame a lot of it on him. But taking four shots, it, uh, it wasn't exactly like they were trying to throw the ball to him. It was really weird. Kenny, eight thirty two a.m. from Roycey. Such quote. Wolves had 26-point lead. Why can't they do that all the time? Yes, right. right. <laughs> Why can't they do that all the time? Yeah, we right. have audio of uh, Carl Anthony That's Towns good. in okay. the press room. Okay. And then we have Charles, Charles. Barkley commenting on it. Four shots for you. Just what did you see out there, and why did it? Why was it so hard Next for you question. to get involved? How do you go about just trying to maybe pick guys up or, or pick the collective mood of the team up? Go home, drink some wine, <laughs> move on to the next day. I can't believe his answers. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns. i like, yo, man, next question. Dude, you had, this is like two times in the last week in playoff situations, you get more fouls than points and rebounds. <laughs> and your answer is, next question, well, I'm just going to drink me some wine. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's, that's bogus, man. That's total BS. You were the number one pick in the draft. You're supposed to be a franchise player. You got to quit committing stupid fouls, but you got to play better, man. You, there's never excuse, never, for a guy that who's an all-star to get six, five, and five fouls, <laughs> uh, two times in a two-week period in must-win situations. God, I love I him. told you, I picked Minnesota to win this series because. They got talent, but they got no brains whatsoever. <laughs> they got a coach who last game let his two best players get four fouls in the first half. That tonight he led a 21-0 run, a 21-zip run in a playoff game and did not call a timeout. He let a team who was up 21. They scored 21 straight points, and this dude did not call one single timeout. <laughs> like, man, it's just embarrassing. Like, if I'm A-Rod and those guys are like, no, nah, man, this is unacceptable. That was ridiculous. Oh, oh, God, I love him. I want him to be the president of the United States. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, he's uh, he might have more harsh words for Putin than we uh, than we. Well, he just to. doesn't. He's not a BSer. He's a no, straight shooter. But one of his problems is he also doesn't exactly study everything about no, I the know. NBA. Who he play for. Who he play for. <laughs> and he also, about a month ago, admitted, I only watched four teams yeah. during the regular season. I can't stand to but watch But everything he said else. there was correct. Oh, yes, it was. That's, that's true. And last week, he really lit him up. And his whole spiel last week was post him up down by the basket, which... That's not really uh, his that's game. That's not his game. But after last night, I'm not quite sure what his game is because it wasn't uh, taking threes. It wasn't. No. They uh, they ran him off that uh, line. You know who else is a bit of a phony? Mm-hmm. Our team leader, Patrick Chris- Beverly. Oh, really? Yeah, that guy can, you know, he's 
as the game is getting away from them, mm-hmm. he comes into the game, and they put him down in the corner, and he's open down in the corner. Patrick, you know why you're open down in the corner? They want you to shoot. Yes. Because you're going to hit a rock. You're going to throw a big rock up there. He missed three shots down the stretch that he should have passed the ball to somebody else. And he'll also hold the ball for 15 seconds when they get to him. What about explain explain what Barkley said that the Finch didn't call a timeout? No. I have no idea. 21 points. Did he give you an answer? No, that I don't know. But. It was two different quarters. So I'm not that I'm letting Finch yes, off the hook yes. by any means, but it was two different quarters. Actually, so. when it started, is yeah, well, but it was only the last minute of the third quarter. Correct. Then but then the fourth, the fourth quarter, quarter, that's when he needed to call a that's timeout. That's a self inflicted loss. Yeah. Yes, it is. We're going to, uh, the, the plans to uh, raise a statue to Chris Finch have been, uh, delayed. Have been delayed after yeah. last night. That's for sure. He was. I think he's one of those guys that I do, I don't want to show my team that they should be in a panic, mm-hmm. but they should have been in a panic. Right. <laughs> well, know? and once they were down, you knew they were cooked. Mm-hmm. Once Memphis took the lead, at least that's the way I felt. Oh. Like th- I thought they got no shot at coming back well, in this game. Yeah, and they agreed with you. Yeah, they were all uh, afraid to take. I mean, Edwards, who we've been just praising you you know you loved him last week, and for good reason. He couldn't make a shot either. He but was, he's also twenty. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, he's also the number one overall I, draft choice. True, but I, but I blame this all on Cat. This this loss is on Cat, and uh, and the pr- I don't blame it all on Cat. I think he had a lot of help. <laughs> I think he had a lot of help, and uh, you know, you got to call a timeout and say, okay, we're going to run this for Cat. Cats, but he will get some stupid fouls when mm-hmm. he gets the foul that he doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Then he goes and. Gets another one to see if they're going to call it or not, so he can really get mad. So he's uh, he's not a uh, brain surgeon. You know who his uh, girlfriend is now? I don't. She's a, what do we call those uh, young ladies on Instagram that have a lot of followers? Influencer. Kenny, influencer? Kenny, influencer. Yeah. I, I don't know, Patrick. Jordan Woods. <laughs> she used to be the best buddy of one of the Jenner girls. Isn't she oh. a tiger relation? Isn't no, she related no, no, to Tiger? No, 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 oh. no. She's not related to Tiger. Oh, I thought she was. She knows a plastic surgeon, no, I'll tell Think you that. So. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Those things ain't natural. Yeah. Um, I did see a great tweet. It was from a national scribe that basically said, they showed the picture of A-Rod and Lori on the sidelines having a, a beverage, you know, celebrating, and it says, breaking a-Rod Lori now want out of the yes. Timberwolves deal. <laughs> I said that they told Glenn to keep the 250. They gave him so We're far. We're good. He's gone. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done with you guys. Oh. A-Rod apparently stormed out in the uh, uh, really during one, in the middle of the fourth quarter and never came back. Really? He was not taking it well, yeah. Well, and, A-Rod, uh, welcome to being well, a Minnesota <laughs> sports fan. Yes. <laughs> Were you, uh, especially this team. Here's what's amazing is <laughs> this was the team that you know, we've been a our boys have been a joke for ah, they they popped, the better part they, of three decades. They popped up, but oh four they you know they were in the finals, and since then pretty much a joke. But now this team kind of showed something, and that had changed. Except now there's more people laughing at them than at any time right. in their history. Right. The nation is guffawing at us, right? Man, they stupid. <laughs> stupid as rocks. Were you as surprised as I was yesterday that Buxton was in the lineup? 
Well, DHing. I know. I, I'll, I'll bet five dollars he's not playing tonight because it's cold and wet. Well, right. if they even try to get it. Speaking in. of that, are they yeah. gonna play? You oh, you asked, yeah. and uh, I have provided. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. Here's today's Boxton update. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Who the hell was that? What is that? <laughs> I forgot to look up his name. It was from an emailer because Joe had wanted a, a daily Damn Byron Buxton. Buxton. Well, I was giving Sounder. one every day. There won't be one today because he was in the lineup. Because he was in the lineup. Yeah. He yeah. had a big impact. They won. They had a hit. He had a they hit. They went out and got he had a, a hit. And they went out and got a run. That's Damn it. right. They That's won. Right. They got a run. They by the way, uh, Sean. By the way, Sean is the one that provided that. <laughs> nice work, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> He says, I don't want to skim off the Roycey tagline cash cow, but this pops in my head when you mention Buxton. Here's today's Bu- hell of an update. update. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, what, are we not supposed to play tonight? It doesn't look good for the well, forecast. Well, I can tell you, I'm going to look at my phone. Here's what's wrong with this bleeping state. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. High, Let me count the ways. High Saturday, 73. Yeah. Oh, hey, okay, we're let's out go. of it. We're out of it. Come on, yay, yeah. Let's let's take a walk around the block or some damn thing. <laughs> Next day, 47. 47. Yep. 30% what? chance of rain at game time. Although okay. I didn't think they played that Dodger game the other night, and they got that one in. So mm-hmm. 40% chance, of, but no chance of rain at 8 o'clock. Then well it goes played. back to 40%. Well played. Hey, by the way. This Joe Ryan can pitch. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's, uh, he throws strikes, and they. Uh, you know what else he does when he gets the ball? He's ready to yeah, go. Yeah, he does uh, throw it rather rapidly. Where did I put this, sure. Pat? What's, hey, um, what's going on with hockey? Kenny, man? yes, sir. Uh, baseball. Keep on baseball for one second. I can't remember the team. I saw the picture. Uh, Two thousand people in the uh, uh, in the place. Probably uh, Oakland, I believe. Yeah. O- Oakland got rid of everybody. They uh, they basically including did the fans. Yeah, I mean they, they showed a picture. <laughs> Nobody. No, right. and uh, you know, Port uh, Cleveland, which is going to win the AL Central again. By you the think way, so? Because they have pitching, and they got guys at the top of the you order. You think they're going to beat the Whiteys? That uh, Whiteys are overrated. Okay. You see, what I haven't Ro- seen them play you yet see what at all. Robert is hitting no 150. They better change his name to Robert. Which, by the way, uh, means he's going to hit 400 against us the well, rest of the year. I don't know, but I. But Cleveland has got 12 people. The weather has been crappy, but baseball's also got a serious PR problem. That's All right, sure. hockey. Uh, Kirill's at 44 for the season. Do you think he hits 50 before the playoffs? No. Deport him. We're not, we're <laughs> okay. not letting the we're not letting the the Russians play at Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Why the hell are we letting them play hockey? Could over you here? imagine, <laughs> Pat? 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 I had what? a big story printed out on okay. Guy Lafleur, and I can't find it. Did you we leave lost, it on the printer? We lost Guy. No, I brought it from home. We he lost died? Guy Lafleur. Really? Age 70. 70? Lung cancer. Wow. Another, another smoker. Yeah, Mike Bossy. Four straight cups in the 70s he led that club to. I don't think. Just like Bossy led the island to four straight cups in the 80s. Yeah. The flower was another. Uh, they got two flowers. He was the original he flower. He was dashing. Right? Dashing. Yes. I don't know if I was ever in their locker room when he was smoking. <laughs> I always remember the smoke. Dennis Savard, I yeah. was very impressive smoker. But uh, <laughs> but uh, another guy that the lung cancer Here got him. Here's up. my piece on him. Yeah, I knew I had it. I uh, Reed was telling me now. Goldie had other problems, obviously, but Goldie liked those heaters too. He said he was mm-hmm. he'd be in that locker room and going like crazy. But we're losing hockey players right and left. Mm-hmm. 
That's amazing. You know what? He was one of the guy. We're losing. We're losing a lot of people I covered, which I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> uh, <but> me too. <laughs> I keep looking at their ages, thinking, "Wow, we were the same age when I covered you." <laughs> yes, right. There's Jeez. a there's a few, but you know what? Norm McDonald has assured me. Mm-hmm. What is life? What is it going to be like when you're dead? Yeah. Same as when you were born, the before you were born. Right. Just don't worry about it. You yeah. won't be sitting there fretting it, you know. Right. And if there's a hereafter, I got the nine first Fridays to take a shot there. Oh, you've told <laughs> well, us that he's one of the still guys. hanging your head. <laughs> hanging one my head on that, Kenny. If they're lying about that, team. they're lying about everything, Kenny. <laughs> That's my theory. That's my theory. I think anyway. it's Oberman that might agree with you uh, that says all the commies need to go home. Isn't it Oberman? <laughs> oh, really? Is he campaigning yeah, to get him sent It was either Oberman or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Keith Oberman said the same thing on his Twitter account this really? week. Why did he come up recently? What was he involved with? Oh, it, once a week he drops a bump. Repping Tony Dungy. That's what it he, was. He He's like a, a violent, rotten, evil version of Roycey. Roycey, <laughs> you troll, you troll, and you're clever. And people don't realize it sometimes, but this guy just throws the most outrageous asinine things out on Twitter, and then he steps back and watches, you know, his account explode. Lafleur was diagnosed with lung cancer in 2019 when tumors were discovered by doctors performing emergency quadruple bypass surgery. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, Kenny, I'm glad you bring that up. Of people not always getting my very clever. Twitter stuff. God, it's so fun to watch. Because I love it. the twins won the green glove. Glove. The green oh, glove. I forgot to bring this up. We, the green, we talked about it yesterday. The green glove. Didn't we? For, no. for turning over their uh, refuse, basically, yeah, right? The greenest stadium the greenest in all stadium the land. America. What were yeah, we, we talking about? We talked about that Monday? Yes. But. We did? I, so. I tweeted that this team is doing all it can to help by making attendance so pathetic there'll be a lot less garbage to take care of. Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> How the fine, masses like that. I got that. like three responses. These dummies don't get it. They don't you know? get it. No, they don't get it. I thought, boy, this would be funny, and then I just sat there like a big old wart. You know what? I, do I didn't know that they, it had been a couple of years since I've been at Target Field. So the the bride and I took the the boys a couple Saturdays ago against the M's. That center field area that they redid, yes, with it's basically a giant food plaza. Yes. That's really cool. Have That's you been over there? And, and yeah, and I go to the Red Cow out there once in a while, but uh, the. Uh, but that's about the only thing that's got people in it at this time of year. Well, you got people in dead center field. Well, that in, in the summer, there's plenty of shade in that area, too, which is cool. We uh, we have a 9 p.m. start for the playoffs tomorrow night uh, in Target Field. Which means nine Target Center. Target Center. 9.15. Are you there tomorrow night? No. Hell no. with them. Yeah. I'm done with them. <laughs> See you at Fort Myers. See you at Fort Myers. <laughs> See you next year. I, I do love the fact people want to trade Cat now. Okay, all righty, mm-hmm. that's good enough. You know, you might he might solve that problem for you and tell you trade how me. lubed up is that crowd going to be? That's going to be. See, the crowd last night didn't boo them, right? Right. They just kind of were. Well, we were booing Tyus and Morant, though. Yeah, but they were. But that was the 
you know, the friendly fans, the happy fans, right? Tomorrow night. Oh, God. The drunk fans. And if you go out and stink it out tomorrow night, they're going to let you have it. <laughs> Morantis like the uh, scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. Yes. He can't stand up. No, he just walks he around, he, he falls can... down. Goes to the free throw line. <laughs> Falls but down 35 he, times a game. You know what I like is I like if I'm a little bit across the room and don't have the volume up, which I a lot of times don't. Yeah. You can always tell it's him by the hat. Uh, He's got the, the spears. The, the spears, the thing going way up out of his head. You know what's great. neat though? Seriously, his. It, did you see him with his daughter? Uh, his daughter has the same hairstyle. He's a pretty as good him. player, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's a he's great, great player. He's great. Where did he play in college? Uh, small school. What was it, Pat? It was. Uh, He's pretty yeah. good. Uh, Maurice. Was it Murray State? State. One of those. One of. The, you know, one of those. Hey, uh, did you this? Uh, there's a lot of bad hairdos in sports in the NBA. Yeah. But the guy for them is it Brooks? Yes. That's got the. Like shaved, and then I don't he's got like the, that. Then he's got the two things. The that two things like that hang hang down. down and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're getting in your eyes, and yeah. that's it. I don't like that. You guys you sound know, like you're describing I've a plan. I've always said that you know, if he came up and asked for my billfold, I'd give it to him. Oh, yeah. But that yeah. hat, man. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, hey, I was just asking you about yeah. your car. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Roycey, you go. Uh, I just stumbled upon the most brilliant Roycey tweet I have ever seen in my life. And look at, you can't see the monitor. I wrote it down on a post-it, so I'll always have oh, this app God, I ready. I saw that, too. From four hours ago, from Patrick Roycey, <laughs> as we like to say in Murray County, I ain't seen nothing like that since the pigs ate my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> we did say that. That's brilliant. I ain't seen nothing like that since oh, the pigs ate my cousin. That's right. I got to remember that one. Oh, my God. We had some bromides down there. You going to the ballpark? Yeah, I'm going to the ballpark, and I want to play. Let's go. Let's have a game. All right, let's Come have on. a game. Is it a four-gamer? Does Kenny got something here before we check out? I do, yeah. I do. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. Uh, so I admitted earlier this week, um, and I've been outdone here, I admitted earlier this week I'm out of seafoam at Jackass Ranch. Uh, no traditional, no high mileage, no truck SUV, no Marine Pro, no Trans 2, nothing. Uh, friends and family, they all found my stash. They started skimming it from me. I thought I used a lot. Uh, maybe 25 cans a year or so. I thought I had problems, but then GLR Jason sent me an email and a pic of a can of uh, motor treatment and tranny tune sitting on his workbench. Listen to what Jason says. Working late tonight doing a tune-up on the personal crap can. Two cans of sea foam required. One I put in the tranny flush machine, the other for the gas tank. I would say a conservative guess is that we go through 20-plus cases of each a year at the shop. 20 cases. Wow. Oh, I've been outdone. Whether you buy it by the can, the case, the pallet, rest easy. This stuff is available everywhere, so you never have to travel far. They're a local company, a global reach, and a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Scramble! 
I got that great note yesterday from Rick Anderson. Uh, Rick and his CP are from Stillwater, and they were down on Sanibel Island and rented e-bikes. That's and, right. And the minute they did, they know that when they got home, they would be going to uh, EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61, and they did, and they were uh, they were fitted with the correct bikes there by Kaylin Bloom, who's Tim's daughter, and she is a nationally recognized expert. That's the great thing about EcoFund. You're going to get the right fit, the right equipment, the right size tires, uh, and so your riding enjoyment will even be that much more increased. And right now, uh, because they're moving to a brand new building, they're clearing out inventory. They're trying to minimize what they'll have to take to the new building. So there's a moving sale. It's their first ever moving sale. It's on all scooters, electric bikes, ATVs, and gas golf carts. He's tempting me with that. 49cc gas scooters on sale for $12.99. They're rated for 115 miles per gallon. They're considered mopeds in Minnesota, so all you need is a driver's license or moped permit to ride. They turn every urban errand into adventure. Youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock. Uh, ATVs are equipped with, uh, most of the youth ATVs are equipped with a wireless kill switch for the parents, so you don't have to watch the kid crash into a tree. You just turn it off before the kid hits the tree, see? Unlike me, I had to tie a rope around this battery operator one and drag follow the kid around so she wouldn't crash. Uh, that's all taken care of. Everything's taken care of at EcoFun Motorsports. I guess because of the weather, I have been in no hurry to get my scooter back, but one of these days I'll have to give Tim a call. They have a great pickup and delivery service. That's EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. There was a package in my mailbox today. And when I opened it... Oh, it was, this is so cool. It was a couple, what do we call those, shears? They're tin snips, right? Uh, well, they're better than that. They'll Here, I'll, cut I'll anything. Uh, and I looked around, who's this from? And it, there's a note, it's a typed note that says, a hopelessly inadequate token of our appreciation for the years and continued years of entertainment and validation that we're not the only ones. From St. Cloud, Minnesota, from Mitchell Gossman or Ghostman. And they're really a neat tool. It's what, a what's multi, the title of the tool? Multi-cutter utility knife. It's a wonderful tool. Thank you. It cuts I, I through plastic, know. vinyl tile, leather, rubber, linoleum, cardboard, and more. Yeah. What this about the fingers? Oh, It'll yeah. Take your fingers. Okay, good. This is really cool. Thank you. Good. Uh, Mitch wrote a nice note, uh, and I happen to agree with his sentiment. He, he wishes Coffee Monska was on with us every day. She's just the right combination of conservative, Christian, common sense, and sassy. That's exactly what she is. She's wonderful. And speaking of Sanibel, Jess from Sanibel here. Last night we went to Doc Ford's and had a 45-minute wait, so we found two open seats at the bar. I noticed people kept coming up to the guy next to me and asking him to sign books. So I Googled Randy Wayne White, and it was him. I didn't want to bother him, so we didn't say anything until he noticed a picture on my husband's phone, and we struck up a conversation. He's a nice and genuine guy. He asked us what we did that day, and I, we told him we just finished 18 holes at Dunes Golf Course. He asked if we'd seen alligators, and we said, yes, four massive ones. He said to be careful and not listen to the environmentalists because they will attack humans. Back in 03, they finally started taking the alligators out, and they bring them to a lake in Florida, and he said, never swim in that lake. We can't remember the name of the lake, so I'm going to avoid all lakes in Florida. He also said the best fishing is in the ponds on the golf course, but you have to sneak on. Jess from Sanibel. All right. Yeah, Randy Wayne White's a very approachable guy. Oh, right? what a great tip. The best fishing is in the ponds in the golf courses. Right. Oh, great tip. I don't know if they're referring to a course that's on Sanibel. That name's not ringing a bell. 
There is a great course on Sandoville, but I didn't think it was called the Dunes. On this day. Uh, today is April 22nd, sir. Only because they come to us somewhere from a cruise ship. Uh, that last heard was in the Southampton, England, from the traveling linemans. This is the greatest name I've ever heard. Cadwallader is his first name. Wow. On this day in 1818, Cadwallader C. Washburn is born in Livermore, Maine. He's a pioneer in the state's flour milling industry. Washburn built his first mill at St. Anthony Falls in 1866, and his Washburn Crosby Company marketed the gold medal flour. He died in 1882. On this day, in 1903, Alexander Ramsey died at 88. During his political career, Ramsey served as Minnesota's first territorial governor and second state governor, negotiated major land sales from the Dakota and Ojibwe, and served in the U.S. Senate and Secretary of War. A founder of the Minnesota Historical Society, he was its president at the time of his death. Haven't we canceled him? Uh, I think he's up for canceling in uh, September of this year. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think he's uh, right there in the queue. And on this day in 1911... Rivers, what's this day? Uh, Today is April 22nd. Earth Earth Day. Governor Adolph O. Eberhardt signed a law abolishing the death penalty in Minnesota. Damn. What are you doing? Some business? Yeah. Okay, Chris. Do you see the guy in... uh, You're acting like you got something to hide. No, I'm hiding my frustration. Rivers, uh, you always have something to hide. As a matter of fact, if you don't have something to hide, I don't trust you. Uh, And here's a tip. If you need it hidden or you need it locked away, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they can help. We're talking commercial, residential, automotive. Rick is the lock guy. He's also the owner of MGLNS. He sells the best safe ever made, the Liberty Safe. You've got to get to the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Take a good settle in is what I'm saying. Ease back, settle in, take a good hard look at the Liberty Safe showroom. That's where you're going to find everything you could possibly need to lock your secrets away uh, in all price ranges, all sizes. And when you're looking through that selection, keep in mind, Liberty Safe's the very best. Invest in your security, whether it's small or seriously large. Rich is the guy to trust. 30 years experience there in Mabel Grove, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, and on the web at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. And I I have a reminder on behalf of the Center of the American Experiment. Uh, Join them tomorrow. Oh, that's right. 11 o'clock on the Capitol steps for a tax rally. Let's let's call back. Let's say we want our $9 billion return. Now, let's give it to the Feeding Her Future. 11 a.m. tomorrow. Coffee, remember she said she she goes to these meetings, and it was like we predicted the day before her visit. She goes to these meetings, and she has it out with them, and she's sane, and she's smart, and she can explain to them in minute detail what they're doing wrong and how do they respond. They don't. S- silence. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't fit the mold. It's We're, funny you bring her up like that, and I read the note from Mitch. I, I had a thought about her today. She made a great point yesterday, and it more needs to be done with it. And the point was, if you white people think you're the source of all of these problems, why in the hell are you in these positions? Yes. yes. Quit. Resign. Find another job. Get out of the schools if you think you're the problem. But I'm here to help you, Joe. Oh, BS. The way I see it is it the way they're acting in itself is racism. Mm-hmm. Do they realize that? No, or, of course do, not. Do they honestly think they're being helpful? Mm-hmm. 
Well, they're not being helpful. They're being, they think they are. They're being uh, dastardly. They're just dastardly. And they're yeah. hurting kids. And they're morons. And she had a great point. If you think you're the problem and you got all this guilt, get the hell out of here. Right. Sit down and shut up. Step aside. Yeah. Let someone else do the job. Oh, I love that point. It was a great point. Need to figure out a way she, to do more with it. She should be on the staff. She should be here every day, Joe. <laughs> she have her own podcast. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you, GLers. Have a wonderful weekend. I hope the weather clears. No kidding. Uh, GLers, please do us a favor and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel. There, we are posting daily content for your enjoyment. You can also see us on all of our social media channels. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget to download the PodMN app for your smart device where you, yes, you, may be eligible to win prizes just because you listen to Garage Logic via the PodMN app. Lots of ice outs over the weekend, but oh, I, don't, I don't do weekend ice outs. So are you going to do all of them on Monday? No, I don't do weekend ice outs, but be assured, many ice outs on Minnetonka and White Bear, both April 23rd and 24th. Can we just give them a cha and go home? Yeah, goodbye, Kenny. Cha, cha, cha. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again. G. Others, now is absolutely the time to make that call for that free 48 minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up that phone and call 952 925 5608. That number, once again, is 952 925 5608. When you call that number, you are going to get Josh and you're also going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar coated advice. And sometimes, you're going to get an animated Josh like we have today. Josh, the Fed treated the market just like the Grizzlies treated the Timberwolves last night. What's going on? Chris, it is awful. I have always said pay attention to Jay Powell and the Fed and what he says on Wednesday hit the market, which had been focusing or starting to focus more on corporate earnings, which have been much better than expected for overall. But his comments kicked the market right in the butt and sent the market down 600 points yesterday and down another 600 points as we speak today. Fed comments in terms of Raising interest rates aggressively, that's short-term interest rates, raising them aggressively and being more aggressive in running off the balance sheet in order to tame inflation seems to be a top priority. Fed Chair Powell brought up even Paul Volcker, who many years ago, in an effort to quote-unquote tame inflation, raised short-term interest rates to extremely high levels and just about put the economy into more than a recession in order to get rid of inflation. And that right now, quite frankly, is the fear of the market. This is the Fed chief's last comments until the May 3rd and 4th meetings of the Fed. Market players will be more concerned with what the Fed may do in terms of raising short-term interest rates one half of one percent which will almost definitely be the case in may and then the market will be looking for 
further comments of Fed tightening. This right now does not bode well for companies that do not have much in the way of earnings and are valued solely on price-to-sales ratios and typically very high price-to-sales ratios. That said, as interest rates move up, and I continue to pound on this, as interest rates move up, bond values move down. So if you have bonds in your portfolio, they are going to go down in value as yields go up. The Fed raising interest rates is not good for your bond holdings. And if you have within a 401k a target date mutual fund, that has a significant portion devoted to bonds. Not going to be good. Yes, stocks are going to be a little bit more volatile. Stocks could go down. I don't believe we are going to see the lows we saw in February. But again, the Fed talk right now is trumping better than expected earnings. And we've had plenty of those. Next week, make sure you do have cash available because the major components of the S&P 500 and NASDAQ report earnings, including Facebook, or known as, now known as Meta, a company that I'm not fond of and is not in my universe. Google reports next week, Amazon reports, Microsoft reports, and Apple reports. I always am cautious ahead of these reports. Some analysts or another may not like what some number that comes up. Do expect some very conservative guidance from these companies, particularly given what's been going on in the world, and especially with shutdowns in China. So those are my uh, words of caution. Places to, to look to invest. I always like Apple and Amazon, which I've talked about. You might want to hold off adding to those investments until uh, their earnings reports. For those of you who do play a little bit of golf, take a look at Callaway, E-L-Y, and Kushnet, market symbol G-O-L-F. At least for the small speculative part of your portfolio, you'll at least smile as they uh, go up and you could even collect a small dividend. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him. Now's the time to make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by picking up that phone and calling 952-925-5608. Straight talk, never sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the spirited chat today. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you very much, Chris. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.